friends, thanks for being here with me at the local table. I'm Carrie Dirksen, the boss behind Feathered Arrow, a wedding planning and design company based in sunny Los Angeles, California. But don't be fooled, because I'm also a lifestyle photographer, and now, your podcast host. I've been building a business for over five years, and two things that I've learned more than anything is that community is powerful, and that stories truly matter. We all have a story to tell, wisdom to share, and advice to give. And what better way to learn than by sitting around a table with a drink in one hand and community right next to you. So join me on this adventure as I share about life, business insights, advice, and share people's stories of triumphs and failures. So pull up a chair, friend, and grab a drink as we dive into this week's episode of The Local Table. Hello, friends. It's week two of hosting the Local Table podcast, and I'm so grateful to be here and honored that you're allowing me to speak into your life and share my thoughts and ideas, questions, and wisdom with you all. So this is definitely a process of learning for me, and I hope that we can all learn together and feel inspired by the people that I invite onto this podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I think you need to know to start a business. This will be hopefully a short and sweet episode, depending on how much I ramble. But before anyone gets their panties in a bunch, yes, I just said that, I want y'all to know these are tips that I believe to be helpful and things that I have shared on my blog before. And these were things that were helpful in starting my business and just that I've learned over the years. They might not be 100% right for you, but trust me, they're going to be helpful in some way. Like I said, We're all learning every day and we're on this journey together. So hopefully if you're thinking of starting a business, these will help you get where you need to be. It seems like yesterday to me anyway, that I started my journey as an entrepreneur and began Feathered Arrow. It was such an exciting, albeit terrifying time in my life, but cut to five years later and I've learned a thing or two about running your own company. To help all of you future budding entrepreneurs, I wanted to share the top six things that you need to start a business. So first off, write a business plan. Drafting up a business plan is one of the first things you need to do to start a business. A business plan is where you write out the details of what you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, how much you plan to charge, and what you hope to make in a year. You need to figure out all of the numbers, whether it's overhead, expenses, etc. Additionally, list out all the expenses to get your business off the ground so you know whether you're charging enough to make your business profitable. A business plan is also a great place to set goals for your business. Now, I know this sounds overwhelming, but don't worry. This is just to get you started. Put everything out on paper, see your numbers, figure out your goals, and know what's attainable. You can and should tweak your business plan along the way. My goals have changed over the years and my long-term goals have definitely shifted as well. You guys, I wrote down things in the very beginning that I thought I wanted. And as my business grew and evolved over the years, those things have changed. So have my numbers. Every year I restructure my pricing. I adjust what I'm offering, how I'm offering the my services to my clients and figuring out what works best for me so that I can still make the money I want to make and also not burn myself out. Just know that you're never stuck in a plan. It's going to be a fluid document, but at least you'll have a game plan to attack it with and help you stay on track and make that money. Number two, check out any and all legal requirements. 
Fully understanding the legal requirements required by your state in order to start a business is crucial, folks. There are so many steps you need to take to ensure you start a business legally and correctly. This is where you can decide if your business will function as a DBA, which is doing business as, also known as a sole proprietor. Maybe it's going to be an LLC, a corporation. It totally depends on where you're at in your business and what kind of like service or product you're going to be selling and what you're going to be making. When I first started, I operated as a sole proprietor and had a DBA. And then recently I switched to a small, well, technically I registered as my business as an LLC, but I file come tax time as a small corporation. Now, I totally don't understand it all fully yet as I'm learning as I go. And I don't want to dive into those pieces right now. And maybe I'll bring someone on later to kind of explain more of those pieces. But I hired an accountant and a bookkeeper to help me with all of those pieces to make sure that I was doing it right. Additionally, some states require business licenses, insurance, there's payroll things you have to follow. So make sure you understand what your state requires of you. There also may be legal requirements for your website, especially if you collect potential customer information via a contact form. And if you have the budget, you guys, I truly encourage you to seek legal professional help to help you get through some of these steps and even get a contract set up for clients. When I switched this year, I was like, you know what? I don't want to deal with the numbers, so I'm going to hire a bookkeeper to help me get set up, to help me figure out all the legal documents, set up my payroll, and help keep me on track every month. It's been amazing to outsource this to an expert because I totally feel at ease with it all. And even outside of just like the accounting and bookkeeping, when you're drawing up contracts, check in with a lawyer, even if it's just hiring somebody for an hour of their time to look over all of your contracts to make sure you're not missing anything or that the wording makes sense. Because even though we all think that we're going to have amazing clients, there's never going to be any issues, you guys, there will be, I promise you. And it's better to be covered from the very beginning than uh, have a situation happen and then you never had that in your contract. So Reach out to professional help, even if it's just to get you guys started. Number three, figure out who your ideal client is. In your business plan, while thinking of what goods and or services you're providing, think of who you're trying to sell to. And you guys, everyone is not an option because if you're speaking to everyone, you're literally speaking to no one. Once you're able to break down the niche group of people you're selling to, you'll not only be able to serve them better, but you'll be able to sell to them better. This way you can identify their pain points, create content that you know will be intriguing to them. And a great exercise for this is to make up someone. Give them a name. What do they like to do? Where do they like to eat? What do they like to read? What do they like to dream about? What questions might they have? Where do they like to shop? And on and on and on. You guys, give life to your ideal client and make that person the one you're going after. Like I said, not everyone is going to be your ideal client. And remember, that's okay. Remember, being liked doesn't pay the bills. So you need to find those clients that love your service or your product and who are willing to open their wallets to buy from you. Plus, when you get to work with your ideal client, your job is that much more fun. Trust me, from someone who has honed in on their 
ideal client over the years, it makes it that much easier to turn down those that are just not so ideal. It also just makes the job so much more fun and you're not going to get burnt out as quickly because these people want to work with you. Like I can tell the difference between someone who is my ideal client and not pretty easy now because typically those that are not my ideal client are just price shopping and they don't really value my work. But when I get a client who is an ideal client, they have a dream, they have a vision, they love my work, they love reading about who I am on my website or have heard from other people, and they are willing to pay my prices and they don't bat an eye at it because they know that the value that I'm going to provide is totally worth it. Number four, figure out a marketing plan. Marketing for your business is everything that your business will put out into the universe to get attention. Think of this as your website. Is it professional? Um, Maybe you have review sites where you ask clients to leave some love online for you so other people can see how great you are or how great your product is. Maybe it's in the form of advertisements. Maybe it's a newsletter to your email list. Maybe it's coming up with an email marketing plan or working with a PR company or doing Facebook ads or it's getting traction on SEO so you can rank in Google or maybe you're creating a Yelp page. You guys, I know social media is a great form of marketing, but it shouldn't be your only vessel. And I know this because I also get a lot of clientele off of Instagram, but I know it's not the only way that I get my clients. So I find other things that work good for me. And this goes hand in hand with understanding who your ideal client is so you know where to market to reach most of that audience. Like for me, I said, I know that my ideal client is hanging out on Instagram. They're hanging out on Pinterest. They're hanging out just searching Google by going to wedding blogs, like green wedding shoes. And once I know where they're hanging out, because I know who my ideal client is, I can figure out how to market in those different vessels. So for me, I have a solid uh, Instagram plan in place every week. I advertise on green wedding shoes and I blog on a weekly basis so that I can have a higher SEO ranking on Google and people are finding me more organically, which is amazing. Find the best avenue for your business. And honestly, it's going to come down to testing each and every avenue and just nixing the ones that don't work. When I first started, I tried some online advertising and it brought me little to no business and clients who were just not who I wanted to work with. So I decided to stop doing it and I tried something else. I know it takes time and yes, it takes money to figure out what forms of marketing are going to work best for you, but it will totally pay off in the end. Number five, this is so important, but track your finances. Keeping track of your finances will keep your new business afloat. Whether you use a program like QuickBooks or you keep track in Excel or you use an app like Mint, you need a place where you can write down every dollar your business makes and every dollar you spend on your business. My best piece of advice for this is to open up a separate bank account just for your business. So maybe you can open up a checking account and a business savings account so that you can keep all of your business and personal expenses 100% separate. This is another place where for me, hiring a professional to help me with this was a great investment. 
Hiring a CPA or an accountant can help you set up a business bank account, ensure your business isn't going in the red every month, and can even help you get things in place for tax season. They help you with all of the deductions and can help you save money too. I mean, there are things that I didn't even think about writing off in the beginning, and now I use them as a business expense. For example, do you work from home? You can write off part of your home office. You guys, I'm such a visual learner, and so... Having separate bank accounts was, for me, the best for my brain to keep things away from my personal expenses. Plus, it was helpful to have a savings account come tax time. It allowed me to put money from every paycheck into that account to save for paying my quarterly taxes or any surprises that might come at the end of the year, and also just to have a nice cushion if I needed to pay for something in my business that was sort of unexpected or a great opportunity came up to get me more clients, it left me with a cushion of money that I typically don't touch through the year and just know that that money is saved for those things only. Now, if you feel lost or money scares you, trust me, it scares me too sometimes, but hiring someone to help you in this area is going to make you feel so much better and keep you at ease throughout the year. Lastly, and one of the most important things is to know your why. Understanding the reason why you are doing your business is key. What is the driving force behind why you want to start a business? If your first thought was to make money, I'd encourage you to dig a little deeper, friend. Being an entrepreneur requires a tremendous amount of passion and drive and lots of hard work and unknowns. And no one is going to care about your business or your dreams if you don't. You are your biggest advocate and there are going to be times of doubt and struggle, but thinking back to your why will help you get through some of the tougher parts of starting a business and running a business throughout the years. You have to keep sharing what you do and do it with passion because no one wants to jump on board with an idea or on board with a person's business if that person isn't even passionate about it. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody who was sharing about an idea and they were just kind of nonchalant about it and were just sort of throwing it out and was kind of like, maybe this, maybe that, I don't really know. Were you excited about the idea? I'm going to guess probably not because we tend to not get excited if the people telling us about something aren't even excited about it. We're just going to be a little nonchalant. But if someone is telling you a story or sharing with you about an idea that they have and you can tell that there's passion and drive and an excitement in them, you get excited, right? Like I have friends who tell me about a business idea and they are it like makes them come alive and like that makes me come alive. I'm like, yeah, let's let's do this. You know, so when someone is passionate about something, people are going to get on board with you. As Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And what you do simply proves what you believe. Now, if you don't know who Simon Sinek is, look him up. He has an amazing TED Talk and some books on knowing and finding your why. I'll link them in the show notes too, but I promise you it's worth it to watch his TED Talk and read some of his books if you're feeling a little lost on what your why is. You guys, when we know our why, we can wholeheartedly serve others and make our business successful. So, there you have it. Those are my tips on getting started with your business. And just to recap really quickly for you, number one, 
write a business plan. Know what you're spending, know what you're saving, and figure out your goals for the year and write everything down. Number two, know your legal-ish people. Hire a lawyer to help you get contracts into place, know the legal requirements of your state or your county, and get all of that stuff lined up so you are good to go. Number three, figure out your ideal client and spend some time getting to know them. Number four, figure out a marketing plan and remember this is going to change. You have to try different avenues and figure out what works best for you. Number five, track your finances and know your numbers. Again, this is a great place to invest your money when you want to spend money. So hire a CPA, hire a bookkeeper, have other people that are experts in that field help you. If you really truly don't like numbers, this is going to help you track your finances and get to know your numbers. And lastly, number six, know your why. Why are you starting this business? It's so important to being successful and truthfully enjoying the work that you're going to be doing. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope that you found these things super helpful. And until next week, friend, thanks for joining me at The Local Table. And that's today's episode of The Local Table. Thank you guys so much for being here. I'm truly grateful that you're tuning in. About a year ago, this was just a dream of mine. And now it's so exciting to be here interviewing other people, sharing their stories, and just delivering really great content. I hope you walk away feeling inspired or maybe you gained a new perspective or you learned a thing or two. It would honestly mean the world to me if you would be so kind and leave us a positive review if you enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, and we'll see you next time on The Local Table.